Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Deepalm. Follow me on Twitter at Deepalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts for free 99. Leave those five-star reviews because, by God, we've got the editor-in-chief on this week. What up, Chris? It's finally crawling out of my hole that I've been into because of work and life in the last <laughs> month and a half. But um, yeah, glad to be back. If there's one gonna be one show I come back to when I ask, it's gonna be the UD Pod because sports have been the only thing that I've been keeping up with uh since I've been 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 busy. So yes, let's talk about it. Well, I'm very sorry even paying attention to the the, the craziness that sports have dissolved into, but I do have to ask you one question before we get started. Have you heard the good news about the Georgia Bulldogs? I, I not only have I heard the good news, I I watched a lot of Decimit. <laughs> it was the one like, thing I was I was so busy, but I watched the game and I was like, huh, there was a lot of a lot of talk about underdogs and maybe coming back. And I was like, this game is this game was over after the first quarter. <laughs> I was just like, dog, that was a beatdown. <laughs> it was it's it's still fun for me. I watched I rewatched like the 15 minute cut up earlier this week. Like it's. It, it was one of those things of like leading up to the game, uh, and again, I get why you have to do it. And honestly, mm-hmm. I hear what everybody's saying about, well, there weren't that many good. You're right, you're right. But the Georgia Bulldogs were just that much better than everybody else because the entire college football season was pandemonium this year. It, it just was, right? Insane. And so I, I get why everybody go, and I get why everybody was like, maybe they got a chance. But then the game started playing, and you were like, we were just very, very wrong, and. The Georgia Bulldogs are actually just this is why they were the best team in football this year because holy shit. <laughs> ran not, not just this year, the last two years. I think that's super yes. important to note. Yes. It's super yes, important to note years. that it's two years running. Yeah, the last two years, they have been the best team in football, college football. And it's just one of the things that you start realizing it's like the games that were close this season, you were like, Oh, they were bored. They oh. no. <laughs> that was I've had people throw in the Mizzou game in my face. I'm like, sir, that's boredom. That is sheer abject boredom out of those young men. They were, they were bored. Oh, I get it now. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I, I get it now. But like, yeah. I mean, I again, obje- looking from the from again, looking at the craziness that was college football this year, mm. I get why everyone was like, it's a chance, right? But then, then you start looking at it, and you're just like, but actually, no, because the other three teams that were in the college football playoffs weren't. No. 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 And I'm like, well, the Ohio State game was tight. Ohio State played fantastic. Georgia played terribly, and it came down to a missed field goal. I get that, but I'll tell you right now, you gave Kirby Smart 10 days to yell at these kids after a win. Well, and I think that's the thing, right? It's to beat Georgia the last two years, you have to play a perfect game and then also hope that they don't get their shit together at halftime, right? Which is mm-hmm. what Ohio State did. Because right. even then, Ohio State is not as good as the Georgia Bulldogs. It's just like, literally, it just seems like the Bulldogs came in and was like, eh, okay. All right. And then you watch the game, you're like, okay, get your shit together. And they did. And you're just like, well, yeah. No, I want to make sure, because you and I have talked about this a lot. I want to make sure credit's given where it's due for the third podcast in a row. That between the fourth quarter and all the, and the first three quarters of the TCU game, Stetson made it put together four perfect quarters of football. Oh. And... <laughs> I say it's the third quarter of the, the, the TCU game because they pulled his ass. 
to get a standing ovation. Right. But like that fourth quarter, Ohio State game, I was like, oh, that's going to shut me up for a while. And then he came out and threw an accounted dog. Listen. The second rushing touchdown, the rushing touchdowns is what really, I think you should be mad at that if you're TC. I, I think the thing that gets me is just how cocky he is, too. Because, like, every oh. time he does something, you're, just, you're looking at him going, like, God damn you. <laughs> like, and he's like, like bitch, I told you. And he's staring at you like, bitch, I told you. And you're, like, right. and you're looking at you're looking at Kirby Smart at this point. Kirby Smart has just like given up. He's just like he's given, completely oh, given up. Whatever. I just, I just what he's gonna fucking do. Okay, my my heart's not gonna take it, but fucking damn it, if he's not gonna, I'm not even gonna yell the kid anymore. I'm just gonna. He's, you know what? Because you what, want one you know of my what? friends sent me you know after the, the second touchdown. Right. He's a man. <laughs> yeah. He's a grown ass man. That's true. <laughs> You're not wrong. Years old. It's just like I can't even. You're not wrong. He's got a 401k like I do. I can't even be mad at him right now. Look, hey, I'm not going to get mad at none of that, man. I'm not going to get mad at hey, one pulled it single up. You're right. solitary you pulled it up. bit of it. Uh, if, and again, I think I think this is the thing that if I'm Ohio State and TCU that hurts me the most. And we talked about this on the Lost Podcast we did, where it's just like that every now and then Setson Bennett does some shit that makes you go like, question yourself. He's like, how do you do that? And I'm thinking that that last quarter of Ohio State game, and those first three of the TCU games, he's gonna be sitting there going like, "We let Stetson Bennett do that to us." Chris, the fuck. He had two reaction gifts by the end of the middle of the second quarter from running touchdowns. When he's yeah. looking at the camera and just struggling like, he was like, oh, like, "Oh, I was like, you, you cocky son of a bitch." Like, I was like, I'm like, I'm rooting for you guys, but even I'm sick of that shit. <laughs> I'm like, where's the penalty? That's on sports of my conduct right now. Get this man. What the fuck is that? That is unfair. Like, he he had that look, and I think there's another one where didn't he do another one where he shrugged or something like that? And I'm like, yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he knew. He knew. He knew in the games. You're like, oh, I'm about to stone these hoes. That's oh what my god. This bitch. Oh god. I just I don't know what to do. I don't. I I just. Oh. I've accepted the reality that he's gonna win a Super Bowl. I've accepted that. Why not? I mean, I've been wrong about everything else. Why wouldn't I be wrong about this? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Prove me won't. God. Can't. Yeah, no. It's, um, it's, it's, it's glorious. Everyone got mad. Jordan ran up the score. Once again, I remind everyone, they may have second string players. They've only got one playbook. And that playbook is not score fewer points. And for everyone who's like, oh, you're being hypocritical. Guys, this is the offense I always knew was deep down in there. And I thought they were being lazy and not calling it. They were just waiting for the biggest stage possible to put on a 60-minute recruiting tape. Like, do you want to be a freshman and maybe play in a blowout national title game? Come on down to Athens. It could be you. I, I, I'll be honest, man. I, I'm of the firm, and I get, I get it, but, like, I'm of the firm belief that if you don't want the score run up on you, stop them. Stop them. I, I just, I'm sorry. Like, stop them. Like, I mean, and that doesn't mean to go out and hurt them or anything like that. But it's like, nope. Play better. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's what it is. Play better. Like, if you don't want them to score, play better. I, I don't know what to say. It's like we're, we're supposed to not score on you. We're not supposed to play our best football. Nah. All of a sudden, because you're getting blown the fuck out. Nah, man. It felt like playing your little brother in like a video game and he'd be like, why do you keep calling the same play? Why can't you stop it? 
Right. You know it's the same play. I'm throwing a Brock Bowers. Stop it. Like, you know, it's it just if you don't like, I just, I, I, just, I hate that shit, man. I hate. It's like when the Suns got mad when uh, Zion dunked on them that, at the end of that game. It's like, look, nah, stop him. First of all, that's a grown ass man right there. I ain't talking. Hey, he, he do, y'all Zion were trying to score. Oh, that only happened because they were trying to score on them. Right. It's like that only listen, happened if you turn the ball over and be risky with the ball. So listen, listen, stop him. Stop them. Don't get mad. Get mad at yourself. Like that's the shit that that gets me mad. It's like, what are what unspoken rule? Don't like, nah, man. Fuck that. Like, yeah, I always I always hate that argument of, well, is this new? They shouldn't run the score up. What the fuck not? First of See, all, you know. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, nah, you run, run up the score because you never know what can happen, right? You know, I'm an, I'm an Atlanta fan as a Georgia fan. Like, please. <laughs> I wasn't comfortable for I I was comfortable, I'm not gonna lie. The whole bunch of points in a half I was like, well, that's uh that's about that. Right. And enjoyed the second part of my night. But look, there's always twenty eight to three. I hear that shit thrown in my face every I didn't cheer for the Falcons anymore. I still didn't hear that yo, shit. Yo, I mean we saw we saw what happened with um I turned the uh Jacksonville game off when Trevor Lawrence had them four uh, INTs in the first half. The motherfuckers came back. It's like no, nah, man, you got to keep running the score up on people, yo. I'm sorry, because the other team's not going to stop. So unless the other team decides to, to stop playing and comes out and says no more and literally throws a towel in and stops playing, you keep that score running up. Nigga, you still playing, right? Put the sticks down then. If you don't want the score run up on you, put the sticks down. Chris, they Give pulled the, the starters on defense, and the next play was a sack. And I cackled like I, a fucking well, super I, mean, I pulled my starters. What do you want me to do? You're I welcome. It just happens that these young kids are fresh. Right. <laughs> They've been dying to play. Right. I'm just, I don't know yeah. you. But I'll give you this. The TCU, you mean TCU folks, you aren't the biggest haters in the world. Jason Stark is a writer for The Athletic. Jason Stark is, I'm going to read his accolades. He is a winner of the 2019 BBWAA Career Excellence Award. Um, he is apparently very good jobs, good at his job. He wrote an article about who he was voting for for the Hall of Fame this year, and I don't care about none of this shit. I don't care about baseball at all. I do know one goddamn thing. Andrew Jones, former Braves center fielder, is a surefire, no doubt, first ballot Hall of Famer, and he hadn't gotten in yet. And I'm going to read you, Chris, I'm going to read you the excerpt from his article about Andrew Jones. I was shown research that shows after Jones's first four years, his weight began to balloon while, in early development, his speed and jumps declined. He also found that defensive value in those years was inflated by his arm and the many discretionary outs he all but stole from infielders and corner and outfielders on soft hit ball that center fielders don't normally haul in. What I read was this dude got fat, so I'm hating. Also, while fat, he was able to cover more ground and had a more powerful arm than anyone else in the sport. Is that not what he just fucking said? Yeah, it sounds like he's being a hater right there. <laughs> Dog. He said Andrew Jones got too many outs. He got discretionary outs. I should let that fall in the gap for a single. You're right. The fuck is... Hey, man. I don't know a lot about baseball. I know that I can read defensive ratings and home run numbers and be like, oh, Andrew Jones absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. This is not a baseball yeah. podcast. There's no follow-up commentary. It's just Jason Stark shouldn't have a Hall of Fame vote. I said it out loud. Yeah, I, it, I, baseball's weird. Like I said, I'm it's super yeah. weird. Uh, baseball, the one sport I look at that goes, 
how can we make people less interested in our sport? Let's do that. And that's what baseball seems to be doing every time. So the center fielder calls off infielders on fly balls and you're bad. What? What is the discretionary out? The other guys couldn't get to, so he had to. He stole from them. Oh, those poor underprivileged second basemen getting robbed by that thug in center field. What the fuck? I, I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Put Andrew Jones in the hall and make fun of Jason Stark on the internet. Um, Chris, you've been here. We've talked about some of the, the live golf stuff. We've talked about some of the smaller stuff and the larger stuff, the sports watching of the Saudi investment fund, um, which routinely does horrible things to people. They've got a TV deal. Last year they were stuck on YouTube. This year they're going to be on TV, Chris, but they're going to be sharing their time with Riverdale because live dark has re- live golf. Excuse me. Has reached a multi-year us broadcast and streaming agreement with the CW network to air, air live tournaments. Um, the first events, the first rounds of the events will be on the streaming app, and the rest will be broadcast on the CW network on the weekends. What's interesting for me is that financial terms weren't released, but sources told ESPN that's a revenue sharing agreement that Live Golf will not receive rights fees from the CW network and would continue to pay their own production costs. It doesn't matter because their pockets are deep enough, but let me explain to you guys how sports work. Normally, a network bids on the right to air that sport. There's always a bidding war when NBA rights come up, when NFL rights come up. That's why when you can't find Sunday Night Football because they moved it somewhere, that's what's happened. Liv said, fuck that. CW said, we're playing hardball. The CW said we were not paying for anything. But you can use our airwaves. Chris, this is sports washing. But <laughs> this is the ability to sports wash on a larger scale because make fun of the CW or not like I'm going to. It's a network reach. It's a network that hosted, I believe, the Critics' Choice Awards, where Seth Rogen roasted the CW on the CW. Yeah, I remember that. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, That was hilarious. That was but hilarious. like now we're in a place where two of the minority shareholders of CW happen to also be shareholders in PGA Tour. Like it's getting kind of muddy now. And is it just that the sports washing is going to take a little longer and because they've got the money, they can float it longer? Because this feels like we're about to see live golf become super ingrained in kind of the sports atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, it's always to make a move. So it's just the, you know, what they're doing with the WWE too. So there's, there's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's the, you know, like you said, it's the, the new money laundering is through sports. So. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's really gross and really blatant. And well, that's the thing is, do about it, is there, it's, it's, it's yes. very blatant. It's very blatant. That's the thing about it. You're just like, did you just do? Oh, okay, okay. We're just all in our face. Okay, just, all right. Mm, not even, okay. not even a lie to me. Okay, all right. Shit. Couldn't even pretend. Someone else who couldn't pretend long enough to secure a check. Ed Reed. Ed Reed's a Hall of Fame for, uh, safety for the Baltimore Ravens, NFL legend. Ed Reed took his axe to Bethune Cookman, and he had two choices. He go the. <laughs> The Eddie George route, who you may not know is coaching HBCU. Or you go the Dion route, who you definitely knew was coaching HBCU until he left for Colorado. Well, he chose the Dion route. And he chose that route before the ink dried. If you haven't seen the link, I invite you to go find it right now. Ed Reed talking to the team about 15 minutes after revealing the negotiations had fallen apart. It's the Scammer 101 checklist. A lot of yelling. Unnecessary cursing. There is some he I believe Ed Reed calls himself Jesus. 
And Chris, come on, man. We the fuck is you know this? What, you know, you know what's so sad about this? Right after the Dion thing happened, <clears throat> there was uh, Edry was doing something. I can't remember what he. I don't know if it was a, something on TV or something like that. And somebody was like, you know what? All this talk about Dion, you know who would be really good at HBCU? It would be Ed Reese. So he's going to do really well in coaching and things like that. And I was like, oh, okay, I can see that. And then he had the, the Cookman job, or at least we thought he did. And I'm like, okay, there we go. Somebody saw it. And then, and then he immediately opened his mouth, and I was like, ah, son of a bitch. And it was just like, it was like the quickest turnaround from like, okay, that could work. Oh, that's good. Oh, oh, this is not going to last. And then it literally you did clearly not clearly understood last. why it's not going to work. Right. And I'm just like, I think it's just the, the thing of, one, you're not Dion, right? Because even the way Dion did it, like, it's not the way, like, you got Dion waited until the, the, the check cla- uh, cash first before he really <clears throat> went down that road. And he was, like, decked out in the, I'm here to support, I'm doing all this stuff. He didn't come right in to roast the college. He's basically joining. So there's that. Um, But then, two, just the idea of, like, there's just all this stuff of not reading the room. Like, mm-hmm. if he had done this when Dion was doing it, it might have worked. But at this point, Dion and the way Dion did it got everybody realizing, like, going on, oh, wait a minute. There's a lot more nuance to this situation than what you guys are making it seem like. Right? right? It's not just black people don't give to black colleges. It's, <clears throat> it's a lot more things than that. <laughs> so, right. And so, like, Dion was able to get away with that because folks weren't then at that time speak up until he was already out, right? Or getting ready to, you right. know, the voices really didn't get up until he was already almost out the door. So Ed Reed read the room completely, misread the room completely. It was like, yeah, Dion was right. I'm like, motherfucker, we off that Dion shit right now. You need to shut the fuck Dion up. Dion coaches at Colorado, sir. Yeah, Dion ain't hitting. Dion ain't swag no more. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right. That was this year. That's how crazy college football. That argument was this year. And this nigga's in the Pac-12. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> He's packed to pretend that Deion Sanders had a point. This right. shit. It's like, <sighs> and I'm like, and I, and I, and I, but I think this is the thing of old black dudes. You know, I don't even want to say old. Like, like I have to say, black dudes even around a little bit older than me, having this idea of not reading the room and understanding that this, like, this ain't like back in the day when people you could say some bullshit. Like basically, what 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 him and Dion did was, it was the the thing that you saw uh, Cosby doing all the time about blaming black people for, mm-hmm. for for pull, not pulling themselves up, right? Uh, you wear your, I'm like you're doing the same thing, but you're now dealing with black people, especially younger black people, and especially young HBCU black people that are gonna call you out on that bullshit, right? Immediately, that's Chris, not more, gonna it's work. It's more than that. You had to. Film Cosby and expose those things and have a larger discussion. These right. niggas are on Instagram telling everyone. I'm like, right. wait, wait, is this hidden video? Is this uh, a serotypical leak? No, this is this Ed Reed outside his car holding his cell phone. So for, first of all, first of all, let me also just tell you guys right this right now. All right, if at any point, <clears throat> if you are are 45 and up, okay, mm-hmm. and at any point you think it's wise to do a in car video live stream don't do it don't do it 
Don't that do number's it. too high for me because I'm 37, and guess what? I won't do. <laughs> I'm just, I, I was gonna say 35, but I'm just saying I'm that feels to help. like a more appropriate I'm just, number. I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you guys if you're thinking about doing an in-car video live stream while you're holding the phone up, don't do it. Don't fucking do it. It almost never goes well for you. Maybe this is where you need to get your team together, have them produce the video for you so you can start saying, hmm, that doesn't sound right. Let me redo it. Okay. Never do the live stream because once you do it live, it never you can never go back. I'm just saying. Especially if you've got access to things that can give you multiple takes. Like you I hadn't thought about that till you said it. Nigga, you have a marketing department. You've got a marketing department. You've got like motherfucker, you could have waited until you actually had the ink dry and then you could have kind of been a fundraising push. You decided to do it uh, you know what? No, no. Been a recruit. Like, here, but here's here's the funny thing. You know what the funny thing about it is? Dion went. D, that's how Dion did it. Yes. Dion. Dion did a marketing push, right? Like, well, you gotta again, give her, this is why, again, you can't do it like Dion because Dion. Dion's that a special, way, special case, man. Right. Very special case, and he also, again, knew how to do it to 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 get himself where he needs to get to. I'm not saying it was right, but I'm just saying, Dion, you cannot do what Dion did, and Ed Reed just found that shit out the hard fucking way. Dion had a fucking plan. Yes. Yes. And I can't yes. prove Ed Reed had one. Because oh, now, Ed. I know Ed Reed did not. Mind if I call you Ed? Where will you? So my frustration with Dion is that he looked at HBCUs as a come up. He looked at it as a lick and he could hit to get somewhere else. And we could say, oh, that's how other coaches do it. That's fine how other coaches do it, other places do it. That's not the purpose of HBCUs. So that's always rubbed me the wrong way. But say what you will, he came for two seasons, did it to three seasons, I believe, did the work, da da da, and then used it to move on. I didn't like the cover. He did it the way he did it, but he understood that it would take time. And Reed, they haven't finished the contract. You don't actually work here yet. You're talking about facilities. You're talking about my office isn't clean. How about you roll your How about you roll your sleeves up, clean that office yourself, and start setting an example as a leader of men, because the biggest problem with what's happened with those two gentlemen in particular, for me, is the continued denigration of HBCUs. It's not that they looked at HBCUs. They always have. They always will because that's them. Motherfucker, you don't have to. You don't have to look down on them. And if you're not about HBCUs or you don't know have any connection to them, that's fine too. Don't insert, them, don't insert yourself in them as a tool to reaccess uh, PWIs. They've got to be more than that. I'm not on this microphone with HBCUs. My father went to Clark Atlanta University. Like, I, I, I grew up a Clark fan. I grew up a Georgia fan. I grew up a CAU fan, sitting on Alumni Hill, watching them beat Morehouse every year. So, and the purpose of those men playing those games was not to get to the NFL. The purpose of those men coaching those games was not to springboard to fucking Colorado. And it sure as shit wasn't to, checks notes, Embarrass themselves on Instagram Live. Yeah, man, I'm just saying, never. <clears throat> You're too old to be doing Instagram Live. Don't do that shit. Leave that shit for the kids, man. Leave that shit for the kids. You make sure you do. You I, listen. You gotta know your role, and play it, and know that your role is to have somebody else shoot that video for you, so you can edit the shit out of it, so you don't end up like this. I'm just saying, don't try to play them kids' games. You're not gonna win. You're not a kid. Oh, my thing is, so Ed, I call you Ed. Ed, let's say you identify this as a way to skip the line for black coaches 
to get the opportunities that your white contemporaries are sometimes afforded without deserving them. Don't like it, I understand it. What about the way you can pour? Let's say he had kept the Bethune Cookman job. Let's say they didn't have a spine and decided to keep his ass. Who is the school that looks at this the way everything transpired to this point and says, in three years, that's the guy we want? You know, the you know what I'm saying? Like, it? It's a bad plan. I don't, gets me. Thing, I, don't, I don't think he had that plan. I think Dion did. I, I legit think. You think Edry was here about the work? I think he was. I think that makes it worse. That makes it way I, worse. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> Dion, I think, had the plan. I don't think Ed Reed had that plan. I think Ed Reed truly believed what the fuck he said and thought he was coming in to do some shit. I honestly think that. Because it's never – again, that's the thing about the Dion thing, right? The first person that comes in like like Dion has the plan. Everyone mm-hmm. else comes in really and thinks – Right. I, I truly, truly believe Ed Reed was a true believer. <laughs> like, which, again, makes it so much worse. Because that you're like, way funnier. you're like, oh, holy, hold on, dude. Hold on, dude. It's, it's that it's that line from uh, uh, Stan that uh, Eminem says, it's like, I said, this is clowning, dog. How fucked up is you? It's like, it's that. I'm like, whoa, 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 dude, you. Well, you don't have another job lined up. You're not trying to, you're not trying to use this as a springboard. You actually, you actually thought this was a, ooh, 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 no, 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 no. So I actually, I you, yeah, I, I believe that's what it was with Ed Reed. I'm sorry, I don't know. I, I have no proof on it, but I truly believe he was a true believer, and that's why he went down that route. And it wasn't on some, this is my way to to finally make it forward. I I actually think he was like, how can I help these kids? I really think he was trying to do that shit. So I need someone to talk to Ed Reed. If that's <laughs> if that's the case, I'm angrier. Well, that's why he's so upset. Because that's why he's so upset. This had, this had never this opportunity this had never entered my mind. You said he's this is a he, completely new thought. That's why he's so upset in the video about not being I'm able so to be there. Even. I think he really really <laughs> wanted to do this. I thought he yes. <laughs> I'm furious with you. Before we go to the next topic, will you tell everyone who's listening right now what's happening tomorrow? happening tomorrow oh yeah that's right, right so 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 um so i have been um swamped at work and so i have not been able to record as much as i needed to so i want to do something special for the premium members on the mtr network premium so uh we're announcing it now because that means the world might uh blow up tomorrow uh 6 p.m uh, deep and i are doing are a special insanity check on the premium uh on npr premium so if you're a premium member I want to say uh, thank you guys for being premium, and I'm sorry for not getting as much content out in uh, January as I normally do. But you're going to get made that up because you're going to get an insanity check, and uh, it's going to be fun because I don't even know what we're going to talk about yet. So, yeah. I'm horrified. You should be. Horrified. See, I didn't even Only try to fake it. More... No. no. I didn't even try to fake it the time. I just said you should be. You should be. Yeah. The only person who's more upset than I am is every Michigan fan in America. Because once again, we found ourselves in the limbo of, will Jim Harbaugh become back? And everyone's like, well, what are you talking about? He's, of course he comes back. Well, every year he loses this period of time to go to an NFL team, do a couple interviews, and then come back to Michigan with a bigger contract. Some wrinkles this year, though. This year, he went out and interviewed with the, for the Denver Broncos job, but then communicated with the university president, Santa Ono, not athletic department director, excuse me, Ward Manuel, that he intends to stay. 
The announcement of him staying on Twitter came from Ono's Twitter feed, and on the statement, he only mentioned the university president, not the athletic director. So it seems there's risk there. Also, there's no con contract saying he's coming back. He said he's coming back. Nothing's been signed. Coupled with that is the fact they're staring down the barrel of NCAA recruiting violations, and because Harbaugh refused to cooperate, they're now from Tier 2 to Tier 1, which should lead to him accepting a multiple-game suspension if he comes back. And, Chris, he just lost his offensive coordinator, and I want to read this verbatim from Yahoo News, amid an investigation into alleged computer crimes. The school police department is investigating an allegation of computer access crimes at the Schimbecker Hall football facility from December 21st to December 23rd, and Weiss had been on leave this from his position as the investigation continued. I'll translate that for the non-legalese. He was looking at something illegal on a work computer. I was to say, I'm like, mm, you saying computer crimes? Are we talking about computer crimes yes, involved under yes, children? <laughs> yes, I'm we like, are. there's oh. very little that's illegal on the internet. Right. I'm like, I'm like, the internet. I've seen a lot of things on the internet, and uh, there's a lot of things that are not illegal. So when you're doing illegal access and stuff, that is not at work, thing. Chris. At work. Mm -hmm. well, you hmm. know what? The number so, of people. I'm about to add this to the list of things to talk about in the Antonio check. The number of people that will look at things on their work phones and work computers, and I'm just like, have you no self-control? Add this I, to the list. The, the the gentleman who killed his wife in Boston and his Google searches. You may not know about this. I'm not. This is not that podcast. But I invite I you to Google that. Oh, no, you know. know. Okay, good. I know. I know. I'm just like. I'm like. Did you not even use an incognito browser for that shit? I'm like. Hey, bro, let me borrow your phone real quick. Why? Don't worry about it. Let me borrow your phone. There's incognito browsers. There's somebody else going to the fucking library. You just going to look that shit up on your phone? Okay. All right. I'm just. Time stamped and everything. Like, you, not only that, it was like, how, how how do you get rid of somebody who is five? I'm like, nigga, you can't. Like, that's too specific. You can't give the stats. You can't give. Back in, back in my day, it was, how do you hide a body? Not, how do you. Hide a body of a five-five mother of two. It went from a... how do you hide a body to how do you hide this body, <laughs> this specific body, particular body with this particular dimensions. I'm like, nigga. But anyway, back to this. Like, not. not... Oh, but you know what? You us talking about that right there reminds tells me why you're probably right about Ed Reed because these are some dumb criminals and that was a dumb idea. And I think I give people too much credit for not being dumb and that's on me because everything we just talked about is a a symptom of just abject stupidity. That's all. It yes. Is. I can't yeah. get mad. Just dumb. I, I just, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I uh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, a, uh, yeah. Computer crimes. It's never good when they say computer access crimes works. at work. Boy, that reminds me. Um, did you already cover the uh, on a previous show? Did you cover the nigga from Alabama who oh, killed that? Who, who's the the basketball player? Let's do this. Let's do this now. So basketball player for Alabama. His name, I don't know, and I don't care to know, shot and killed a woman who rejected his advances. I'm going to say this really loud and clear. I don't know. Every podcast is someone's first podcast. Go to therapy, you fucking coward men. Go to therapy. Do something. Stop in, inflicting your weakness on other people. There's a shoot. Again, this is turning into a standing check. There was a shooting in, uh, in California yesterday. During the Chinese New Year celebration. Hey, you fucking cowards. Go to therapy. Get some help. 
Talk yeah. to someone. Maybe you have legitimate shit inside you need to get out. Don't get it out this way, you pieces. Of... Yeah, right. Darius Please Miles. Stop. Darius Miles. There he is. And I remember... I remember when it came out and I first saw the video of him being led out of the courthouse, right? And I was like, maybe because this is before they had any information on it, right? So I was like, yeah, first of all, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, maybe there has been like, first of all, I mean, it's dumb anyway. Right? You're, I think he was sitting out because it was an injury or something like that. But it's like, you're on the basketball team. Why are you even carrying a gun or anything like that? So I'm thinking that maybe he was like in a shootout with somebody else and this woman got caught in between. It's like, no turns out they were actually aiming at her because she had rejected him and i'm like what the fuck i it's just what are you doing man and it goes back to what you were saying before about people just being dumb it's mm-hmm. so dumb and it's like we hear this stuff all the time like you said men need to go to therapy the men need to learn to be better and things like that and and like every time and i said this when i saw this on facebook it's like every time i see one of these stories it's not shocking because I know how trash men are, but yes. like still, but but then it still is, right? Because you're just like it's still disappointing. I'm allowed to be disappointed if not shocked. I mean, it's just it's still like, but nigga, what, nigga, what, really? Because I think do it's you think one the bolts are gonna make her say yes? Well, not only that, but it's like, do you, nigga, do you think you're gonna get rid, get away with it? Like that's that like I'm, at this point, I'm not even going down the 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 path of. Hmm. You shouldn't why? do it. It's the, wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. right. Like, why are you tossing them out? I'm not even going down that. At this point, I'm just going down to nigga. You're not gonna get away with it. Nigga, you're not gonna. First of all, nigga, you like six eight. Nigga, who else is gonna? Who else is it? You light bright. You like six eight, six five, six eight. Nigga's gonna know it's you. Like, who, who are you hiding? You're not hiding. This is not, no mask, no nothing. It's like. Everyone knows it's you. Everyone knows, yo, know, Darius who plays plays for the University of Alabama. Every <laughs> every six eight nigga in Tuscaloosa is accounted for. Yeah. Let me just. <laughs> I don't you. think I'm out of school in saying that. Every <laughs> nigga who's six eight in Tuscaloosa and surrounding counties, they yes. know where you are. Yes. I'm just like, so I I just that's the thing that gets me at this point, right? I just wanna I I, I can't even you can't even appeal to their better nature of being actual men it's just on some nigga do you want to go to jail because nigga you're gonna go to jail now would you like to go to jail nigga you're going to jail like there's no there's no getting around it there's no oh i didn't know i couldn't do that there's no it wasn't me nigga it was you everyone knows it's you you're going to jail what was that for i i it's that's the thing that gets me about it it's just like if they're not even smart crimes right they're not even like hmm, genius Ooh, criminal mastermind it's literally she rejected you so you pulled a gun out and you shot and now she's dead now you and your boy are in jail and you just capital murder congratulations dude dumbest thing <sighs> yeah 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 uh, alabama Re- oh he's no longer a member of the alabama basketball team I was like yeah i would think so shocking shocking yeah yeah ridiculous um before we get into the uh games that have already happened and the games that are about to happen i want to talk really quickly sometimes we talk about pro wrestling on this podcast i love pro wrestling um we lost uh a really good guy in professional wrestling and you may not know when i always say people die you don't remember so accolades or what they did they remember how you made them feel the outpouring of love and respect for this man and his passing was 
unreal. And it wasn't the wrestler. I know you hear a wrestler die and you think something tragic. And it's all it's all tragic. But you think of something like uh, um, a heart attack or something from years in the road. This man, Jay Briscoe, was driving his kids to, to, to volleyball, to uh, cheerleading practice after school. And they're riding in Delaware County, um, or excuse me, um, sorry, I'm shaking up, Sussex County, Delaware, and a truck crossed WO lines and hit them head on. Jay Briscoe was killed at the scene. Both his girls were um, in critical condition. I believe they both have reported having feeling in their lower extremities, so uh, thank goodness for small blessings. Um, you can Google around, outpouring of love and respect. You'll see something when you Google. You'll see that years ago, Jay Briscoe used homophobic language on the internet. And he is one of the people who openly, publicly, and loudly did the work. And um, for those reasons and among others, WB Discovery had always said, we don't want the Briscoes on AEW television. And so when the man died, Tony Khan, the broadcast partner said, hey, I'd love to do a tribute show after our show and run some on Dynamite. And they said, it will not run on our television. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that is WB Discovery's right to make that decision as a content delivery service. Chris, do you know what followed AEW Dynamite that night? The debut of Dana White's new venture, Slap Bite. Pause for applause. The, the, yeah. The, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, again, I have been only, and we'll talk about this on the Antonio Tech, why I'm not on Twitter as much anymore. But um, yeah, the whole thing with Dana White and Safina's wife and the silence from media. I was even watching a little bit of, of MMA media kind of bucking a little bit. And some of them are actually standing up and calling out a little bit more than I thought. And it was like more like some of the major uh, media, uh, sports media, not saying anything about it. That shocked me. I was like, wait, is Dana White losing his grip on MMA? Because more people are, I'm seeing some of the people that would never have said anything or say anything now. But like, yeah, watch. I, I don't know. Dana White to me is like uh, Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder. And I'm like, he has to know where the bodies are. <laughs> and that's the, only thing, that's the only thing I can figure is that he's got dirt on some people. And which wouldn't surprise me because no. think about the people he's hung around with. He's hung around Donald Trump. He's been in the whole Vegas thing. He's probably done a lot of sleazy shit. I wouldn't be surprised if he does have a lot of dirt on people. Right? Um, because it's the only thing that makes sense. Because the things right. that Dana White is getting away with, not only just that, but the whole thing that's happening with uh Francis, oh, I can't say his last name, uh, but the, the heavyweight that just that just yeah. left the agency. And it's like when you find out what like Dana White's literally at this point trying to slander this man and make it seem like he was asking for an unreachable thing. Dude was asked for things of sponsorship and, and fighter health care. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, that that's and that was a bridge too far for Dana White, right? I, and not not for himself, but no, for I'm other not. fighters, right? He was asking for this stuff for other fighters. He was literally fighting. And so I'm like, I'm 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 watching. It's weird because I, I feel that from an MMA side, I'm watching like the the luster of Dana White really start to come off. But the problem is he's being supported now by the bigger media. So by Endeavor, by yeah. Disney. It, right. And All, you also know that they're not gonna step in until they feel like it's hurting the bottom line. And Dana White has convinced them that I you need me to sell these fights when in actuality you can't even see the fighters, bro. But it speaks to his 
the poison of his cult of personality that he had to come out and say, hey, guys, stop defending me. Mm -hmm. He had to say that to their fans. Yeah. I was wrong. I hate my wife. Don't defend me. And they're like, fuck this. You hit him first. And I'm like, Yo, you're the big rough and tumble MMA dude. And your comeback is, your reasoning is she hit him first? I mean, it's the – Say it. You – Mm. It's it's is is Dana White is Joe Rogan all the like yes that's it's that's, that whole thing you're and, right and, yeah. when, and when you think about it and you've seen something yes it's it's it's, it's why masculinity it's it's and I I I love the, the MMA sport and anybody who knows me knows I haven't said anything about MMA in a long time it's because it's mm-hmm. like it got to the point where we're just to the point I can't support it anymore as much as I love the sport. The people in it are trash. Like when he started finding out that half the fighters were like anti-vax, and, and then his whole thing of going to and, and cozying up with Ron DeSantis so that he could have fights in Florida because Florida decided they weren't going to have any restrictions, <laughs> and then he went to, and then, and then and, yeah, and then he went to Dubai to have like Fight Island and was doing all this stuff. And I'm like, and, and in, the, in the background of all that, you're like going like, you know, those fighters don't have health care, right? So Dana White's doing all this shit, and those fighters mm-hmm. don't have sponsorships anymore. They don't have nope. health care. They are fighting nope. for peanuts. And it's one of those things like it, it's one of the things when the, the worst person in the world makes some uh, the worst person in the world, the person you hate uh, makes a good point. You have to agree with him. It's like when you have the, when you have me over here looking at Logan Paul going like, fuck, he has a point. That's so what I was like. Conor McGregor's like, yo, you should fucking pay me. And I'm like, God damn it. Conor's right. 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 You're just like, ah, son of a bitch. And it's just like what you made me do. Conor's right. Right. And, and it's that it's like, you know, they have gone out of their way to, and then what it'll do is it'll hold up certain fighters, right? But like nobody wants to talk about the like again, he's bringing back John Jones for that big fight. Here's the thing too, the, the, all this stuff comes together. He 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 slaps his wife, right? He then has mm-hmm. this whole thing, the slap, where there's literally professional slap fighting now, which is oh, we'll talk about that I've, next. Don't you worry. About I've that. seen that. I've seen that for a while, but like, okay. But here's the thing that people forget. So Francis is now out because he asked for too much and was like fighting, advocating for not for himself, but other fighters. He's now been replacing that championship fight with who? John Jones. Now, if you remember, John Jones has been out for several times now, not only because the motherfucker has a little bit of a coke habit, but also the last thing that happened with John Jones, I ever believe, was he also got in trouble with putting his hands on his wife. I believe she was pregnant at the time again, too. Again, words again. Yes. Again, right? So, again, when you look at all of this together, you have Dana White putting his hands on his wife, not having any consequences whatsoever happening, him then pivoting to then uh, losing out the probably one of the scariest men on the fucking planet because Francis is fucking scary, all right? If you've ever seen yes. a heavyweight fight with him, he's fucking terrifying, right? Losing him. And then replacing him with a man who hasn't fought in like three years, and and the only thing you've ever heard of John Jones since then is uh, drugs and putting his hands on his wife. I'm just saying what the fuck at this point. Like, but it's it just again it's one of the things of I love the sport. I can't fucking support it anymore because it's fucking it's it's fucking insane. It's so ridiculous. And then Dana White goes to the and and I'm watching MMA media finally start picking up on it. They're like. Once again, Dana White has lost one of the best pound-for-pound fighters to free agency, and there's an immediate thing going, he was running from fights. No one believes that. You did the same thing with, with Mighty Mouse. 
Demetrius Johnson. He lost Demetrius yep. Johnson, who was literally that little dude was literally the best pound for pound fighter in the world. He can't sell fights. Why? Because he's not being ultra masculine. Because like this is a dude in Demetrius Johnson who literally played video games all the like you couldn't find any way to use his love of video games to promote his fights. Are you serious right now? Like get the fuck out of here, man. It just don't, don't they sell a UFC video game? Nigga. Nigga. Okay, it's, I was just I, I wanted to ask the question. I wasn't sure. It's, it's all it's all because Dana White immediately. It's one of those things. Uh, one of my favorite movies is The Prestige, and there's that scene where um the 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 uh, the uh the duplicate realizes like wait a minute, I can ask for more money because you need me, right? That's the thing, right? Dana White's whole thing is once you start asking for more money, once you realize you actually have the power and I don't. I don't want you anymore because you can affect the other fighters. And once the fighters are understanding that they could actually, I don't know, form a union that could actually like make some real changes, I don't want that. So he literally preys on giving a lot of uh, some of the some of the fighters a lot of money or things on the side, looks out for them, and then the promise of doing that for other fighters and until they can't fight anymore, and then he's done with them, right? It's I told it's, you he wanted to be a Vincent man. He is absolutely. He wants absolutely. to be Vince. He absolutely wants to be model. Yes, absolutely. And it's just disgusting at this point. And I, I'm 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 happy to see the MMA media is finally starting to pick up on that. The problem is Dana White now has gotten too big that mm, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. He doesn't need you. He ran Ariel Hawani off his job repeatedly. Yo, and that now, was I, yeah, that's crazy. When I found that, I was like, wait. So, and I found out what happened with that. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, are you? It's okay. it's absurd the kind of pull he has, and now we've got this thing on TBS. It's called Slap Fight, and it's not just a clip of Dana hitting his wife over and over again. It is two people sitting across from each other, striking each other in the face as hard as possible. Did you? I saw one clip, and I will never see it again. So my I've man got seen... hit in the head. He yeah. went down. He went immediately into the fencing position, like concussion from my seat. I go, like, oh, that's a concussion, and they put him back up, guys. When we talk about like UFC and MMA and pro wrestling and football sports where these concussions do happen, everyone in there is trying to defend themselves. In pro wrestling, if you get a concussion, something's gone horribly wrong because you're trusting everyone in the ring with your body. In slap fight, if someone's a concussion, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> they might get back. This up. is horrific. Dude, so here's the thing. So is this your first time? No, understand. See, I've seen. I, look, I don't this count the Russian Federation. If it comes okay. to me with too many consonants, it's not. <laughs> it's whatever. I can't affect those people. What I can oh, no, do is stand no. up and say, "Not on my fucking watch." No, no, what? No, no. I agree with you. I, I'm just saying that I've been aware that this has been a thing for a while now. The problem is now Dana White is too, and has turned in, then something because. And he, again, it's that thing of trying to find the next thing, and I'm with you. It's like this is dumb because, like, in in boxing, in MMA, even in football, there's either protective there's there's protective gear. Like you said, you're trying to defend yourself. The minute that you're not able to defend yourself, you're you're out. I've watched these people get slapped, almost pass out, shake it off, and then get back up and like like nothing happened. I'm like. No, nigga, you're in a concussion. You're this. You're also you my, my, my tin my tinfoil hat theory. 
This is how Dana White's going to save MMA and football. Because he's going to put something on so much worse <laughs> that I can't make. Like, I, I'm like, hey, man, MMA is, is a, a legalized a dog fight. And they show me this, like, wouldn't that worse? I'm like, well, yes, it is considerably worse. Well, let's pull that. I'm like, God damn it, he won. He did it again. He can't well, keep getting away with this. Well, here's your thing. You you have the, you know, that's the out there, you know, conspiracy theory. My real comparative theory is that I really truly believe this is all because of, of sports betting becoming more prevalent. Oh, that's for sure what it is. That I mean, that's what it is. It's like it's the new thing of we got to find something else to bet on. And and I, I've been telling I've been I, I, I can say it here because like there's a lot of things I'm going to be exasperated about. I'm going to talk about this on the insanity check. But sports betting, since it's tied to a sports show right here, I can say this. I am disgusted in all of us that we have allowed it to get this far. I saw the other day an advertisement. I think it was during – I can't remember if it was during the Eagles game or during the Chiefs game where they showed basically virtual reality betting where it's like, hey, meet me in Vegas. And they went into like the metaverse and you were doing it's like a game where you can bet and like you're you're doing actual bets, but just like virtual reality. And I was like, holy shit. How are we allowing this to happen? We have turned like all of those 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 scientific and sci-fi futures we looked at, we are turning into the worst scientific futures where everything yeah. is commoditized and everything is a bet. What are you doing? This is so – I saw that, and I immediately just started ticking, and it was just like – like, put it in my fan duel. I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> like, and I want to say this right now. I have friends who do the job on television of sport. I get – like, they've created a new avenue for people to make money and monetize these sports, yes. But – did I send you my stand-up set that I did? No, I, I saw the image. I didn't get to look at it yet, though. Part of it is about sports betting. I, I and about how craving it's all gotten. And I'm going to cannibalize part of that set. If you're betting on college football, I want everyone to listen to me. You're not betting on someone who respects your money. You're betting on someone who doesn't care about their own money. They're an 18 to 22 year old, or 25 in Stetson's case, American male. The least dependable people on the planet. And you're betting money on them? I, I what I want to know is like how how does some I, I just I just asked them a question like how does somebody who is struggling with gambling supposed to watch any TV now? Like, well, they do give you the speech at the end of every commercial, Chris. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. In the very very tiny tiny fine print at the very bottom, they say, "Well, remember, if you do have gambling problems, you should really ignore this." And so I'm just like, look at that point, you've already made it look like it's fun. You've already made it like it's a gambling problem. This wasn't directed at you. Legal. Right, right, right. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, uh, how long until FanDuel is the official sponsor for the Super Bowl? Oh, it's coming, baby. Oh, you People don't it. realize that the NCAA, has, the NCAA I mean, has nothing to do with the playoff. There's not one I mean, NCAA logo during the college football playoff. Zero. No. no, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, to be fair, I mean, we're already kind of close there because it is called crypto.com arena so <sighs> it was ftx arena in miami now it's foreclosure forum um yeah. 
Let's talk about the games that happened yesterday in the NFL. Speaking of people who have gambling problems, if you bet on the Giants, you're a fucking idiot or you live in New York, which makes you an idiot. Guys, the Giants, as I covered last week, were the fraudiest of frauds. They just happened to be outfrauded by a fraudulent Vikings who, despite their record, had a negative point differential all goddamn season. So people pretended to be surprised that Kirk Cousins melted in the playoffs again. I hope everyone else collected their money. Now this week, I explained to people, guys, the Giants are frauds. The Eagles are not. And Chris, it was an it was it was a pro version of Jordan TCU. <laughs> talk, talk. I was I was sitting there watching everybody talk about the Eagles the last like few games of the season. I was like, you know, Jalen Hurts is out, right? They're like, oh, well, I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys don't understand. It's a totally different team, and Jalen Hurts is not there. All right. And then you saw that in the first drive of this game, and you were just like, see, and I immediately after that first touchdown, I was like. I told you guys, totally different team once Jalen Hurts is on the, on the field. I don't care if you say he's hurt. I don't care what happens. Totally different team. He hit that one long pass, and even then, that's where, like, there's nothing wrong with the shoulder. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and there is. That, he's, he's made you worry about it. And then they did that, and then they started doing what I, I was thinking they were going to do at some point when they started faking you out on that the, the quarterback sneak, mm-hmm. and they pitched it out. I was like, yep. Yep, yep, yep. No, no, this is going to be a long day for the Giants, man. Sorry, guys. Mm-mm, not going to be good. And, and the saddest they part, their, their longest day is yet to come. Because Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones both deserve, both, excuse me, are due new contracts. The word yeah. deserve is a strong one. And I'm not going to use it here. Because Daniel Jones had one game where he broke all these records. And for a week, Chris, a week, everyone. I'll tell you what, Daniel Jones turned the corner. Using the elite word, I tell you, I'm like, guys, what is the fuck was it? 60 minutes against the Vikings team that we all agree with frauds? You guys are telling me now you're going to break the bank for him. Meanwhile, I was told by AppleCare that a running quarterback's style, quote, unquote, isn't sustainable, and that's why you don't pay Lamar Jackson. Hmm. Am I wrong? Are those not two conversations that happened this week? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. okay. All right. I just want to make sure everyone's on the same fucking page here because one of these niggas is a nigga and is a former MVP. <laughs> the other one is one week of Vanilla Vic. And the Vanilla Vic thing was very funny, and I'm not going to – look, yes. we'll always have the wild card round. But yes. you cannot, will not, should not pay Daniel Jones the way you thought you would after last week because guess what? This is a much more accurate reflection as right. to who he is. But you know they will, though. Oh, that's why it's fun <laughs> to say out loud now. <laughs> Just so I want to point out why it's a bad idea before they <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, okay, okay. Just want to make sure. The entire you know, reason to bring it up. They are going I'm to only here it. to twist the knife. I'm just yes. here to twist the knife. No, no, fine. The fine. other game like, yesterday. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no I'm just gonna say this is, this is, between that and then somebody is definitely gonna pick up Stetson Bennett. <laughs> it, it just, yeah, yeah. So like, you mean future Super Bowl champ Stetson Bennett? Put <laughs> your fucking yes. mouth. Well, the other game yesterday had two highly touted quarterbacks in there, but guess what? Those quarterbacks never did. Won back-to-back national titles. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Chad Henney. Let's get it on. <laughs> Oh Look. my God! Listen, if, if you, you hey man, listen, tell the thing, tell the thing about Chad. If you let Chad Henning lead a 98-yard drive on you when Patrick Mahomes is out because he he twisted his ankle, you're not gonna win the game. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care how much they were saying fame. They were coming back, but Chad Henning led that. And not only that, but like here's the thing. I like Andy Reid because Andy Reid has one emotion on his face, whether he's happy, sad, or whatever. Like, the, the only time I've ever seen Andy Reid actually show actual emotion is actually during the State Farmer commercials. And I was like, oh, wait, he could actually smile and things like that, right? 
And it's not like the Bill Belichick, because Bill Belichick just looks grumpy. It's just like, Andrew Reid just looks like, I don't know. It's just, he just looks like Andy Reid, right? It's just entire time. Yeah. Right? And so, like, Andy Reid is like, also like, oh, you guys saw, I wasn't going to let Chad hit him throw the football. So then we're going to let him throw the football on you guys, too. We're going to run the football. We're also going to let him throw the football. And you guys let him go all 98 yards down the, down the, down the field and still hit Kelsey for a touchdown. Then, on top of that, you cripple the man, right? And this is another example of, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta protect a player from themselves. And I I truly man. believe that I, I truly believe that Andy Andy Reid knew that it was nothing more than a sprained ankle because you could see like how much. And again, I get it from a player point of view. I've been as an athlete and, and somebody playing thing. I've been that person where you just don't you work so hard. There's no way you're gonna sit on there. But you have to like you watching him hobble like that was scary and that's when i realized it's like when they took him in and they really just a sprained ankle because i was just like dude like this is how you get permanently injured you got to protect your player from that that said when you have a hobbled patrick mahomes and you still can't sack him and you still let him score on you nigga just go home i don't care yes. like you're not winning like 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 you uh, like, I remember everything, seeing that. Look, troll. Everything you're saying is true. I'll say this. Ten fourth quarter points when after all that's happened out of Jacksonville tells me the thing I said last week is still true. I want Urban Meyer tried in the Hague. War crimes. The roster's not that much different. Ain't nobody got cut caught grinding on women in no restaurants. The coach appears to fly back with a team every week. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I, I I honestly I think it, it, you know it just sucks they had to go up into the Chiefs. I actually I've actually enjoyed watching Jacksonville play. I've enjoyed watching Trevor Lawrence find his rhythm the last. And honestly, the most impressive game for me was the last game he played before this one. When like when yeah. you I turned the game off. He had four ints in that first half, and I was like, whoop, not made for the big time. That motherfucker went into the and the halftime said, Nah, I'm good. Came out and won the game. He, nah, that's, he didn't that's, say because he didn't say I'm good. He said I'll be good and goddamn if I lose to the fucking Chargers. Yeah, and yeah, those Chargers win Chargers. That was a full San Diego yeah. meltdown. I was like, that's yeah. some so vintage Chargers shit right there. What <laughs> some vintage Chargers shit? But still, it's like having a young QB can do that. And honestly, he has been playing really good the second half of the season. So oh, I was like, I, I, I'm like, at all. yeah, look. And I'm like, you, I'm like that Jacksonville team can do something. You're right. It's like Urban Myers should never have been coaching that team, right? It's just no. Nah. I want to reevaluate every team he's ever coached. Yes. I want to see who was really mixing. Who who really did this shit? Because I'm I'm now questioning every every accolade, every national title, every Heisman winner. Apparently, Tim Tebow was a magician. Like I need to know what the fuck, man. I I walked out of last season like I guess Trevor Lawrence didn't have it. And I walked out of this season being like, Urban Meyer should be should not be allowed yes. to football ever again. <laughs> never allowed to ever again. Ever again. Because it's like, whoa, this dude. I mean, I, but I think I think I, I think what you're seeing, because I think you're seeing this across the board, but this season, like to me, NFL hasn't been as much fun as college football this season. But what I am seeing is you're seeing you're seeing a lot of 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 things that are challenging narratives, like when it comes to coaching and players and things like that. Like even you know, hey, not saying Geno Smith is the answer and uh and for the Seahawks, but like seeing what he did for the Seahawks, I'm like, hmm, not, not too bad. 
I, that's pretty good. And then the watching... only reason I wasn't surprised about Gino was because you know how hard it is to stick around the backup as a black man in that league. Valid. The backup yeah. is the quarterback's best friend. You guys go out for beers. You hold his clipboard. You wear the hat. For Gino to have stuck around this long, mm-hmm. man, something was there. Let's talk about two more games we got today. This will be released after they're played. We'll tell you what we thought about in the first half. I think Cincinnati's going to beat Buffalo, not just because I don't want Buffalo Bills fans in Atlanta next week, but also because I just think that Josh Allen minus Brian Dable isn't as good. Like, whatever you want to say about – he turned the corner the last three years. The first two years he was fucking abjectly terrible. Now Brian Dable's making magic happen in uh, New York City, not in Buffalo. I don't know. I also, again, do not want those people in my city next week. So I, give I me think- Burrow. I think Burrow makes better decisions uh, under fire than um, Josh Allen does. And that's the thing. When Josh Allen gets pressure, it's it's he can be exciting. He makes the game exciting. Don't get me wrong. But he's good for one of them red zone and INTs. He wants to throw one. Yeah. He wants to. <laughs> and the question must again be asked. He got good when Stefan Diggs got there. Correlation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Causation? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's just have the conversation. The late game is a game that in our childhoods, this was the game of the year. Mm-hmm. Dallas, San Fran, playoffs. And I'll tell you right now, the Cowboys did a very funny thing in dismissing Mr. Brady last week. Go home and be a not-so-family man, Tom. But this week, Brock Purdy and him, that defense is – guys, I, I didn't even I'm realize only, how good this <laughs> Niners defense is. Yeah, the Niners defense is great. But I'm also loving the fact that Mr. Irrelevant has become very, very relevant <laughs> this year. Like all this has proven to me is that Kyle Shanahan's an idiot because he gave away three first round draft picks and two third rounders for the right to draft Trey Lance. And he clearly don't need no damn Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. All he needed was, was Mr. Irrelevant. But it's also hey, man, like, what the fuck I, you I, for then? I'm watching, I'm watching Brock Purdy and I can, I know. And again, to bring it all the way back, Seth and Benson, they're going yeah, like, I all I need is a chance, sir. I hate you. But, however, you're not wrong. Because the thing you said about Setson early in this podcast was he just looks so confident making those throws. Confidence yeah. carry you far as shit. The belief yeah. that you can do it will carry a motherfucker through some shit. And it carried Stetson to two national titles. And it's carried Brock Purdy to the divisional championship round. And I don't see – there's nothing I've seen about Dallas that says that they can beat this team. Nothing. No, nothing nothing I've seen either because the defense is ridiculous. And honest, here's the thing, too. I mean, we were laughing about Brock Purdy, but, like, I'm watching him and like, but he's actually making better decisions than any quarterback that San Francisco's had in a long Dude, time. That's, that's what I'm saying, that confidence. He's there. actually, I'm like, it's not, it's not even, like, on some, yeah, it's not even on some, like, their defense is carrying them and things like that. Their defense is good, but I'm like, wait, wait, no, actually, he's making the offense good because also they have that <laughs> Christian McCaffrey there. And I'm just like, Wait a minute, guys. Um, the San Fran offense is actually uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, and actually, George Kittle. I'm like, they're actually, dare I say it? They're actually good and scary. And they're great. They're actually pretty good, right? It's like, right? They're just sitting there going like, that's where that's where the sets and comparisons continue. Because if I've got three Hall of Famers on this offense, guess what? Just don't fuck this thing up, bro. Right. And like that's right. how like. When you saw him throwing to Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkey and big old motherfucker Darnell Washington, you're like, well, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, as long as you're confident in being able to do it, like, we're going to be all right. Yeah. So, it's like I said, so, yeah, uh, that's going to be, 
yeah, the, the Cowboys San Francisco game is going to be the interesting one for me because, like I said, like again, next to the Vikings, I think the Cowboys are the next team that has like 12 plus wins that also feels like a fraud, right? It's just that like they're, I, I and if I'm a, if I was a Cowboys fan, I would totally understand that that I'd be mad, I'd be, I'd feel disrespected. But then I go and look like, I'm like, yeah, but like there's times when you guys do good and you win. But then there's times when you do things like you lose the last game to the commanders and not just lose, but get your ass kicked. Like, I don't know who's, I don't know what team is going to show up. I don't know what Dallas team is going to be there. Is it going to be the Dallas team that showed up last week and, and, and got Tom Brady the fuck out of there? Or is it going to be the one where, you know, in the first quarter, uh, Dak Prescott throws uh, two pick sixes because that's just what he's going to do, right? Who the fuck knows? It's, you know, I don't know what team is going to show up for the Dallas. You, every other team that's in the playoffs, you know. Like, even with Josh Allen, you're like, yeah, he's gonna he's good for at least one INT that's a really bad decision, but he's also good for at least two times of trucking over some per, some poor CB. <laughs> <laughs> who decided that they had the they decided they, they made the wrong decision to try to tackle him. He's good for that, right? Dak, you're just like, what's he good for? He's gonna throw at least one or two picks that are just like, what the fuck are you doing when you shouldn't have, right? It's just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Dallas team is like they're a team that on paper should be much better than they are, even though their record is actually pretty good. I, I just I don't know what the problem is with that team. I I don't get it. No, I, I don't. So maybe maybe they maybe they surprise everybody and they get their shit together. But like I don't believe anybody really truly believes that outside of Dallas fans. And even, I don't even think Dallas fans really believe that. They've been living off hope since 1994, man. Why stop now? Yeah. Because so. they finna get their asses kicked at 6:30 night. Like that's yeah, crazy. yeah. D'Amico yeah. Ryan's may not get a head coaching job because the NFL is racist, but that man needs a head coaching job. That man has whipped this defense into shape two years in a row in a way that. Brock Purdy's about to lead in an NFC title game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Chris, thank you for coming on, man. Tell everyone where they can find you and, uh, again, threaten them with the insanity check. Yeah, so uh, mtrnetwork.net, and we will be on the premium. Uh, if you go to premium, we will be doing insanity check. And then uh, I am not on Twitter as much anymore, so just head over to the MTR Network uh, uh, Facebook group. And that's probably where I'll be spending most of my time for right now. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where the next the after the Twitter after party is, so we'll figure that out. So that's all I got. Again, thank you for coming on, man. I had a lot of fun talking to you. Everyone listening, thank you for swinging by. Uh, enjoy the games. I hope that we were right about the outcomes, and there'll be more podcasting next week. I'll actually be headed to Charlotte to hang out in person with uh, Felder and Chad and some other folks, so I'm excited to do that next weekend, but uh, there'll be more podcasts in your future. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week. Peace.